0: podcasting from beautiful east tennessee and brought to you by brv studios this is have you heard our show that brings up random news and crazy events and a lot of other topics you've probably never heard of for instance have you heard about the old chinese tradition of buying strippers for someone's funeral what about the guy who got kicked off the plane for excessive farting or that going on any kind of treasure hunt will probably kill you we cover this and a whole lot more here is episode 36 from the big red van Well, here we are, everybody. Episode 36, HYH. 36. Fresh off the Winter Olympics coming to a close, our women's hockey team taking the gold. That was awesome to watch. USA. USA. Yeah. Did you catch any of it? I uh, didn't watch that one. Uh, watched some snowboarding, though. Snowboarding was the shit. Oh, yeah. Sean White got him another one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure did. And then he got accused of sexual uh, misconduct, but, you know. God. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> so I'm not laughing about it. It's just what I'm not surprised by any of it. I guess it never, it's never gonna stop. Never gonna stop. But uh, the Olympics. Not it, that I'm saying I want it to stop. I mean, if people did some shit, then let it be known. It's gonna but, come out. It's, but I just mean like it's just like it's gonna come out and come out, and come out. It's just gonna keep coming out. Yep. So my wife was loving the uh, ice skating. Of course, the figure skating. No U.S. Golds in figure skating, though. Dude, uh, falling on their ass quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I tell you, it's different nowadays, though. The game has changed. These these guys are doing, like, quadruple twists <laughs> instead of the triple axle and all that from when we were kids being the big thing. The, it's now it's quads. Aerial acrobatics. It's insane. Quads. <laughs> so, uh, but people falling all over for the United States, so it was uh, less than... Impressive, less than impressive, yeah, for That'll for work. our figure skaters. But curling, 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 curling <laughs> took the gold, so that was awesome. Not but, Russia, though. Uh, Rush, what about them? Was it the Russia curlers that doped? Oh, yeah, they did. The Russian curlers <laughs> taking the amphetamine, curlers, yeah, curling. curlers, I mean, doping. You, that's the one Olympic sport where you can be fat and out of shape. And I dominate. know what what's the point and you could dominate so um, <laughs> i i don't even get it i like, like in curling to like darts exactly you know? it matters not what size or strength you have to throw a dart accurately not at all <laughs> not at all so uh, i just that was the funniest thing i think i've ever read it, we were fourth in the medal count so yeah. we went norway in the front norway in the lead and then uh germany and god i forget who was after germany in between us Canada, yes, it was. it was. Was it Canada? Yeah. Oh damn there, it! There you go. It was Canada, and then us. Yeah. Damn it. So it was uh kind of shitty. I mean, we didn't play any of our NHL. Like the NHL didn't allow any of the. Yeah, hockey oh wait, team wait, wait. you know go. how everybody would always go like, "Thanks, Obama." We we can we start going? Thanks, Trump, for what? For only fourth best in the Olympics. Oh yeah, I know right. <laughs> it's always the president's fault. Whoever exactly. it is, yeah. So, <laughs> exactly, but. The Olympics are very political, so. I'm sure they are. It was, uh, but no uh, no STD outbreaks in the <laughs> Olympic Village this year. So, did you hear about that from I, years back? I have never heard about this. Oh, dude, yeah. They, all the uh, athletes live together in the Olympic Village. So, it's, uh, they go, you know, banging each other. You know, when their events are done, it's really bad in the Summer Olympics. You're the talking about, like, and- the place, like, for example, when the... They did the Olympics in Russia, the Summer Olympics, where the water was, like, yellow and all the toilets were messed up. No, 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 I'm talking about, like, it's not necessarily, like, bad living conditions. No, I'm saying, but the Russian village where they had all the athletes, oh, it yeah, was yeah, all yeah. messed up, like, bad. Yeah, like, and then there was one no Olympic No water village, that could be drank, no bath that was safe. <laughs> bad security, where yeah. they were getting, like, robbed and shit. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, but, but they anyways, just, they, they go they bang from each other. quarter to quarter, uh, their quarters, living quarters and just, yeah, bang <laughs> each other. And like I said, I know it's a problem in the summer, a problem, I mean, it's a thing in the summer Olympics with all the swimmers and the hot bodies and, you know, I those, got holes those kinds of people. In different cold I'm telling you, man. So <laughs> think about, uh, any babies out of wedlock from Olympians, though. <laughs> He's racing so. them like eight years later. <laughs> but they uh, they pass out contraceptives, and they give them uh, a stern talking to about oh, all that God. stuff, That's about hilarious. how it spreads like crazy. So uh, That not, is none, hilarious. None of those problems. So it uh, was a uh, bleak turnout for the United States in the Olympics, but... Bummer. Wait for the Summer Olympics, and exactly. we dominate. <laughs> you ready to go? Oh, yeah. All right, man, let's do it.
1: Everybody have you heard
0: Since uh, we were talking about Pyeongchang 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 Yep uh, Samsung Scoot over to China Okay China Neighbor Apparently China officials have launched A Crackdown On Funeral strippers Whoa Yes you heard me Funeral strippers You can't take away funeral strippers (laughs) It's big business over there (laughs) Not, like, everywhere, okay? So, so, like, what is this? They, like, uh, help them take their mind off of what's going on? Like, stripping so at the it's funeral? It's actually a different reason. So, oh, Okay. Um, first of all, the... Uh, uh, do you the, have to die a certain way to get a stripper at your funeral? Is it like a king's burial? I'd say just if you got the money is really what it's about. Oh, okay. So it's more, like, pimps and hoes, like that <laughs> kind of game. Uh, let me explain. Okay. So the country's Ministry of Culture... Which is a government office announced last month that it will be targeting a slew of rural provinces uh, for their. Did you ob- say rural? Rural. That's like the worst word ever. Rural. That that word gets me every time. <laughs> rural. Okay. Rural. Got you. you. <laughs> Province. So, the anyways, country. The rural provinces in some parts of China have this obscene and vulgar practice, as it's stated by the Ministry of Culture, um, that they that some people like to do at weddings, funerals, and temple events. There's a difference between a wedding stripper and a funeral stripper, but continue. Oh yeah, for sure. So they're specifically talking about the funeral strippers, though. So um, as part of their new crackdown, they've got a special hotline that you can, they can call, and you actually get monetary value, or a monetary reward for letting them catch somebody turn in a stripper get some cash exactly is that not awesome this must be a problem it's a a dirty rat snitch hotline though yeah it is um yeah because you can't be anonymous to claim that reward i guess not you know so much to my surprise there are basically in parts of rural china it's it's a been a long time tradition for residents to hire strippers to partake in a like a body performance um at a funeral <laughs> then they do this in order to attract a larger attendance of mourners because more people are going to show up if there's a stripper there what okay how callous and gross and ingenious is that they do it because they believe that a high turnout at a funeral is a a, a larger sign of honor for the dead person so the more people you can get to come the more honor you bestow regardless of the reason that they're coming regardless of the reason they're coming that's such wow wow isn't it just incredible? Wow. So, of course, like I said, this is not like, I'm not saying, this is what everybody in China does. I'm, like This probably happened at some grandfather's funeral and the like 13-year-old horny grandson come up with the idea. I mean, apparently it's practiced enough to where the government's having to say, y'all, this is just obscene and we're not going to have this in China. Well, when you say rural China, that could still be a village of... Two hundred thousand people oh yeah (laughs) village the size of knoxville yeah like (laughs) you're probably right funeral strippers as a legitimate uh thriving business huh yeah i've never heard of it and so the tradition of it like it dates back you know a long time but like it really got a jump in the 90s um again because they also thought it was a way to uh worship fertility as well as having strippers at parties worship fertility worship fertility by huh. by just getting boners exactly is that, i mean is that what <laughs> i mean according to i mean this is this is according to this guy named huang zhan huang um who's a sociology professor at uh Fuzhan university in yes, china he is so but he he basically says that like it's in a lot of cultures, dancing with erotic elements are used to convey um, the deceased wishes of being blessed with many children. So it's it actually is kind of a little bit of a religious thing, I guess you could say. Well, I, I mean, know, think but, about it. And this is, uh, But let's be real. The way they do it today is like, let's get cherry. Well, <laughs> it, yeah, cherry. Well, I, I had a friend in college. His uh, name was Justin, and he was Korean. And any time that he talked to his mom, it was about uh where's your girlfriend when you having kids Mm -hmm. that kind of thing like they uh so i guess that does make kind of sense that that culture does want uh a lot of kids for the cultures that can have a lot of kids yeah (laughs) but either way they're uh they're cracking down on it though that's crazy. get your funeral strippers while you can i guess funeral strippers
1: (laughs) Everybody, have you heard?
0: So, Netflix wants you to do their dirty work. Or, apparently, this guy that works for them. Uh, as crazy as this sounds, it interests the hell out of me. A new Netflix reality show has the goal of seeing how easily people can be manipulated into committing murder. Murder? I said murder. Reality show. Of all things. Like, not talking us into stealing a bunch of bananas or lying to our boss. Like, murdering someone. Okay. Reality show. So, the show's host, this guy named Darren Brown, calls himself a psychological illusionist and asks the simple question, quote, can we be manipulated through social pressure to commit murder? Hmm. So, Brown attempts to expose the psychological secrets of obedience and social compliance. This is, again, seeing that, I'm like, okay, I'm in. Okay. Let, let me hear more. Uh Like, wants to find out and expose why our natural human instinct is the way it is when confronted with authority. More often than not, we obey without even flinching. Okay. And some, even to such an extent that we will commit incredibly terrible acts just because we are, quote, told to do so. Like a Nazi. So, you're so (laughs) forward-thinking. So, season one... Uh is supposed to be all about one contestant who apparently will not know he is being filmed. <clears throat> Think like the movie The Truman Show. You ever see the Truman oh, Show? Oh yeah. With Jim, Jim Carrey. Yeah. yeah. So where he was not the only where he was the only one not in on the joke. Right. Right. Uh with the help of around seventy or so actors, mister Brown will lead the contestant into increasingly stressful situations. Ultimately, with the goal of convincing him that the only way out of it is to push an old man off the roof of a building. Can you believe this shit? Okay, so, I just want to know how they set this up. Like, how do you, how do you trick a man into this situation? I, Brown says, I need him to, quote, I need him to feel like there's only one way out when he's told to commit murder. And it's to go through with it. So the show is being compared to a crazy, controversial social experiment from back in the 1960s. So I saw this when I was in a history class in college. We were learning about Nazis, okay? And we were, our professor was talking about how people can be, quote-unquote, brainwashed by someone into doing such heinous, horrible things. So this psychologist, Stanley Milgram, used an actor, like I said back at Yale in the 60s, used an actor in a lab coat to instruct male participants in this study to administer doses of electricity to an unseen person who was also an actor. So the men were not told why they were electrocuting the other guy, but were just told when to push the button. So starting with lower levels at first, but quickly escalating, they could not see the guy receiving the shock, but they could only hear his, like, blood-curdling screams. Like him, yeah, okay. So they press the button and they hear, right right and then they're told turn it up and they press it again and they hear (laughs) right then they turn it up and then they press it and they don't hear anything on the other end it gets to that point where they keep pressing it and they turn it up again and the guy tells them to press it again and they press it again still with no nothing coming back on the other end they're told to keep shocking the person so as it goes on two-thirds of the participants follow instruction all the way through lethal doses. Wow. It's called the Milgram Experiment. You can go on YouTube right now and watch it. It Hmm. is something that will give you a different outlook. And these are the crazy crazy kinds of... I wonder, though, how many people are just going to believe that they're actually in the process of killing somebody. This was in the 60s, okay? So this was a different time. I guess so. But you know what I mean? Like, I would never believe that if i was in a an experiment or like in a laboratory where they're getting me to turn knobs and do things and if i hear someone screaming in pain and eventually they stop i'm not going to think i just killed that person because they wouldn't just kill people in experiments you know like where you're just like doing shock therapy that's the way your brain works around it maybe right. maybe put in the situation you would be one of the people that just didn't press the button and be like i don't i don't feel comfortable doing this maybe <clears throat> but it depends also if they're like turn the knob (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know that's that's different but that was also uh just an obvious uh laboratory experiment so it wasn't that type of of settings but i don't know what kind of person i would be in that situation i mean again none of us do because until we're in that situation we don't know how we would all i know is there are a lot of people that you could walk up to a stranger and you could give them some pick this up Um, open that door uh, some simple instruction and they'll do it. Stop. Mm, Yeah. It doesn't have to be a, I'm robbing you type of instruction. It can just be a simple, do this instruction and people are so, if you're in some position of authority, they will listen to you almost at the drop of a hat. So that guy's taking that element of social obedience and then diving into it and seeing if they can brainwash us into killing people. So it's called the push is the name of the show. Here we are recording on the twenty sixth. That comes out tomorrow on the twenty seventh. So, oh, for real? For real on Netflix? Oh, okay. I'm, I was literally so, going to be like, so explain to me how they're going to get a guy to push a guy off a roof. By the time that we release this episode, it'll already be out. All right. So I can't wait. The push. It's I. I really, I'm telling you, go watch the Milgram experiment on YouTube. This is gonna be wild. It's really cool. It's a black and white thing. It'll be awesome. Learn you something. But, um, speaking of learning you something, um, did you know how Reese would handle the, uh, Reese from decent at best would handle the tapeworm situation? <laughs> yeah. They totally uh, answered our question. They did. They um, did. That means they listened to the show. We have at least one listener, at least one. Um, that's not, uh, from Japan or, uh, California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We did get uh, what mountain view, a whole bunch of place from there. Yeah those robots yeah it was robots um google robots anyway yeah i don't want to give away their joke go listen to the show they answer our question so that was fun yeah we like these guys here you go Hey, how's it going, Big Red Van listeners? Uh, my name is Reese Kits. I'm Garrett Faust. And uh, we're, we're a part of a little podcast called Decent at Best. And what Decent at Best is, is we're a podcast where we ask you guys to send us in questions at our, at our email called uh, decentatbestshow at gmail.com. And whatever question you want to ask, you send it in to us, and we'll answer it live on air. And we will answer them with answers that aren't great. We don't promise they'll be good. They probably won't be bad. They'll probably be around Decent at Best. Decent at Best pretty much sums up our show we don't Google anything. Everything is all off the top. Off the, off the top of our head. So everything we answer is going to be completely first first impression, word association. So tune in to, the, to our episodes, and we appreciate it. See you guys there. Thank you. So a question that came in from one of our listeners that I wanted to ask you, if you had to pick a place to live for a year that you hadn't lived before, where would that be and why? Sweden. Yeah? Yeah. Why? Because they're so neutral? Just, it would be a, it's just a beautiful, calm place, you know? I'd like to go there. I think it'd be a cool place. It'd be cold. I can handle that. A good portion of that year that you'd be there would be cold. Yeah. I can handle that. Sweden? I'm gonna go camping a lot. That's a good answer. I like that. Just gonna come at you with random questions from time to time. Hey, that's fine. Feel free to do the same to me.
1: Everybody, have you heard...
0: About a, uh, a pilot that had to make an emergency landing after a fight broke out because a, a passenger refused to stop farting. That shit is gross! That is correct. That is gross. So a fight broke out. So a guy just keeps just blowing ass all on somebody next to him, and he's like, all right, that's enough. You're pretty much spot on. All right, that's enough. Uh, it's actually Dude, knock it, knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just keeps going. Yep, pretty much. Uh, it was actually two, two men uh they were sitting next to him the uh extra flatulent man um was asked to stop by the men um and I would assume everybody on the plane was probably like yeah after he said or after these guys were like dude you gotta quit farting get him I'm sure the first couple were applauded you know oh yeah they were probably like dude <laughs> good push <laughs> But and it, after a while, it was, you and know. then when the air got a green haze to yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, let's be real; those those pre pre shit farts. Ooh. they. It's almost like, like not to be they graphic, permeate. but to be graphic. You know, not to be, but to be. Uh, <laughs> it's like they uh, they come around the outsides of a turd, so it's like <laughs> the gas is <laughs> is scraping the turd before it comes. So it comes, the dirt. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It just catches all that waft. And, uh, yeah. So, um, the two men, you know, they, they told it's the no dude good. to stop and he just keeps letting them rip yeah. at will. Yeah. So they go and complain to the, uh, the staff, stewardess. Hey, if you don't get this guy to stop farting, we're going to stomp his ass. I said stewardess. Flight attendant. Flight attendant. Come on now. I know. Stop, PC. stop being I'm so, so misogynist. You're such a misogynist. So they go tell, and they're like, sorry, we can't do anything about that. We're not going to, we're definitely not. We don't gonna. stop people from farting on airplanes. It's like the place to fart, because yeah. usually you can't hear it. But hell no, you can't smoke on this plane. And you can blame it on the guy next to you. That's like a, a big benefit of sitting by the the engines. I mean, if, if I had like farts that were bad like that, where people are going to be complaining to to me, next to me, to stop farting, I would just go to the plane's bathroom and fart away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's small quarters too though. You might you choke know, yourself. But at least you're not at least you taking one for your own your own This smell. is obviously someone who does not give a damn what oh. the people next to him think. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably stealing the armrest too. So they complained. the staff did nothing and so that basically pissed the two dudes off and they proceeded to stand up and uh just start whipping him. You know, of course that causes a big riot on the airplane. Just stomping dude. Like, you know, they're like we'll show you to fart everywhere. Mm. <laughs> One of those kinds of situations that come up all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I the the last time I got into a, a fart fight, it was it was a dust up. Man. I'm sure it was. Yeah. Um fist to cuffs, as they say. But they uh so of course the pilot warned them to stop fighting. Over the heads, over the uh, the speaker, they didn't stop fighting, and so he called in emergency landing in Vienna, and they put the plane down, and dudes got arrested. Man, can you fighting imagine. over farting? Can you imagine how pissed off the uh, the pilot probably was? You know, <laughs> he was probably let down when he heard that they why they were fighting the guy. You know, they probably maybe he. Initially thought that there's terrorists on there, you know, and they took down terrorists. And he's thinking, "Yeah, you know, they they got him." And finds out that no, dude's just back here, just blowing ass, (laughs) (laughs) blowing ass.
1: Everybody, have you heard?
0: So, have you like ever in your adult life ever had the desire to go on a treasure hunt? Totally, really? Oh yeah, like Goonies. Yeah, but in your adult life, like, oh, I would almost probably enjoy it more. You think? Oh, yeah, like a legit, like, there's potentially we're about to uncover blocks of gold somewhere. Yeah, like leave be- for a couple months and fully commit to the treasure hunt lifestyle. I mean, if I could break my family, and it would be fun. I mean, isn't that serious, but, but oh, yeah, I'd love to treasure hunt. that would be so much fun. It seems like it's more and more commonly becoming part of some men's midlife crisis, you know, where you get some extra cash and a burning need to find some lost treasure and, Usually, like you have an investor. Skull Island Money Pit. Yeah. You know, got to go make a TV show about it. But uh-huh. <clears <clears <throat> that makes me so sad. The- you know that shit is dangerous, right? <laughs> treasure hunting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, not very, very many of these types of dudes like actually come back or find treasure. One or the other. I guess it depends on where you're looking. So um, like, there's a lot of people lost in the Amazon looking for cities of gold out there. All over the world. <laughs> in A lot of different places. And I'm going to tell the story of a uh, 53-year-old Jeff Murphy of Batavia, Illinois, was uh, the the above type of mentioned guy, where he uh, wanted to find treasure from an old antiquities dealer and author. This guy named Forrest Finn claims he stashed a huge collection of gold and jewels, like in the neighborhood of $2 million, in a chest. Hmm somewhere in the rocky mountains many years ago okay so so somebody knows where it is well this guy's dead now oh okay he's gone and it's just like a it's a legit treasure hunt thousands of people have like gone and tried to find this wow it's it's just it's somewhere in the rocky mountains you know how many states the rocky mountains cover so it's no specification as to where people have been from new mexico all the way up to are there any clues or hints Yes. Okay. Um, so, like I alluded to, Jeff was one of those not-so-lucky guys who didn't make it home from his treasure hunt in Yellowstone National Park. At first, the in- the investigation of his uh, disappearance was kept private. Then a Freedom of Information Act request got the details out. So, the report states that Jeff's wife called park authorities after she hadn't heard from him in a couple days and told him that he was, like, she told the authorities that he was out treasure hunting. He was looking for this treasure. So, his body was found uh, last June at the bottom of a 500 foot slope, and his death was ruled an accident. So, this particular treasure uh, has caused thousands of people to come over areas, like I said, from New Mexico, Colorado, all the way up to Yellowstone, which was where Jeff was found. Okay. Um, If you're interested in maybe finding some treasure and then again, maybe dying. (laughs) The guy, Finn, who left this treasure has left some cryptic clues to finding the chest that contains uh, all the $2 million worth of treasure in his memoir, this book called The Thrill of the Chase. So it's where all of his hints and clues are. So if you want to go on a treasure hunt in the Rocky Mountains, read The Thrill of the Chase and be a good... So it's like almost encoded in the book? Yeah. Like there's a poem in there. Uh, It throughout the book that uh, has apparently some clues to it. And that's where Jeff was certain that he was going to find it at this place in Yellowstone. Wow. Yeah, man. Treasure hunters are crazy. Like I said, there's all these TV shows about them now. Yeah. There's also mockumentaries on Netflix that sometimes you don't realize isn't a mockumentary until you're almost all the way done with it. And then you're like, what? What? no way no you're talking from experience here yeah those sons of bitches at netflix (laughs) the uh on the trending now bar was this like uh greatest or whatever it was called uh like the most unbelievable discovery or something like that. those sons of bitches and it doesn't necessarily it doesn't like allude that it's a mockumentary it also is extremely well put together and I'm sitting there watching, saying, "Like, man, this is crazy! Like, <laughs> like the the discoveries. This, like, this can't no way, you know." And I'm like, "I'm like this. This is mind blowing! Like, I'm gonna have to tell people about this documentary, <laughs> you know? Like, oh my how god, how could I have missed? This? I know, I felt so stupid. I was like, what? And then at the end, it like ends with a, one of the sculptures they had found has got god dang walt disney with mickey mouse standing next to him and i was just like how dumb how dumb i was like wait a minute and then i go back and read the description and it's like mockumentary and i was like oh my god <laughs> how did i miss that jesus like oh man yeah and then and then of course as soon as i back out of it it's like added another box you know to my my netflix screen that says like since you liked mockumentaries." like had all these other ones listed for it i was like damn it if i'd have known it was fake i wouldn't have watched it in the first place but you fell for it totally i know well i wasn't like falling for it because i was like dumbfounded is more what i was like this can't be real what what it how you don't just wait there's more (laughs) yeah like like but i mean i thought it was being presented to me as real you know what I mean? Like, I didn't read in the well, description it that it was a mockumentary. <laughs> well, yeah, it was. But but had I read the description, I would have not have been... Turn it up to 11. <laughs> but I was just like, what is this? Like, oh, my God. And then I, yeah, it's not real. Mm. You <laughs> fell victim.
1: Everybody, have you heard?
0: So before I talk about this one, how important do you think it is that people go vote? I would say pretty important. Pretty I, mean, important, I, right? I would say it's like the... Uh, the one thing that nobody can take away from you, right? I mean, you're at, right. At least, vote. at least as of you know, late, <laughs> yeah. everyone can vote. Um, but anyways, so you know, I, I also am on the on the fence of if you didn't vote, you can't complain, right? For sure. I mean, you that's know? that's got to be the staple I th- argument. I think that's you know, if you don't vote, mm-hmm. shut up. up. Yeah. You know, I don't want to hear your opinion. So there was a special election held back on February the sixth. Um, In three counties in Georgia, right on the border to Florida. All right. Uh, The race was for the uh, state house seat uh, in the 175th district. And spoiler alert, John LaHood, the Republican, won with a landslide. Get him, LaHood. Of course, right? Yeah. We're talking about Georgia here. Yeah. Um, LaHood received 2,337 votes, and his opponent received 778. So landslide victory That's but not a lot of votes that is not a lot of votes no. for three counties okay. right three counties 2337 right votes. there on the border of florida i mean i guess it could be rural but either way not but a of, not a lot of representation but in one precinct in thomas county so just one precinct of one of those three counties okay the poll workers showed up they twiddled their thumbs and sat there for about 12 hours waiting for someone anyone to exercise their civic duty and cast a ballot <laughs> not <laughs> exercise your rights <laughs> not one single person in this precinct of 678 people i guess there's about 1000 people probably in the precinct so came yeah. to vote 670 0 for 678 0 for 678 in this precinct. Okay, not a good start. I would I'm going to take a wild guess that that precinct didn't really know about this <laughs> special election. I you got to hopefully give them there's credit gotta for be something. There's got to be one old person that is, you know, I know, right? You would super think. political. At least one. But no. If your town has 20 people or 20,000 people, there's one person that is really into politics. So in Thomas County alone, so for the whole county, um, only 7% of the voters came out. Seven. (laughs) Seven. Which was shocking because 77% of the county voted in the presidential election, but only 7% of them voted in their special local election. Yeah, but this special local election can't take away their guns. No, (laughs) but it's the one that actually matters most of their uh, day-to-day life. Yeah, you think they care about that? Their local statutes and no. things at the state level, most of the laws they have to obey are those laws. That don't matter, man. <laughs> 7% participation. Like, see, 7% participation in anything should just be thrown out and not count. Redo. If, if you answered, like, <laughs> seven, if 7% of uh, people showed up for something, you would consider it uh, not counting, so... <laughs> I, I just don't, like, I don't you guys understand. Still wanna, you got like only 7% of the auditorium got tickets sold. Like, How's that You guys still like, want to do this concert? <laughs> what I'm trying to get at so, so very well, elo- so eloquently, is uh, there needs to be a re-vote. When, when the turnout is like that, you know, I'm not saying our presidential election, the turnout was not as high as what some would have liked. You know, we would have liked some more people to have gone out and voted. Yeah. But at the same time, enough voted to where it was a viable enough number. Oh yeah. 7% <laughs> so I don't know. And I wonder how long those terms are. To where those people in those three counties have to live with that. The fact that they didn't get out and vote. Cuz I not care less. You would like to give people at least a little bit of credit that maybe they didn't know about it or maybe they just knew that he was going to win and it didn't matter. But still, okay, so 2700 to 700. It's not that big of a victory i mean it's you know percentage wise it's a ass whipping but (laughs) numbers wise it's not that big of a victory yeah it's true especially when one one precinct could get out there and (laughs) all vote for the other (laughs) la hall could take a loss (laughs) but anyway that's uh that's your cnbc for the day yep
1: (laughs) everybody have you heard
0: so what's your favorite movie favorite couple of movies. Oh. That you'd fight somebody for. Star Wars for sure. Yeah. So if I told you Star Wars was stupid, I would explain to you <laughs> how they were cinematic geniuses in the in the ways that they filmed that movie and educate you first. Okay. So you would be one of those you would come at me from I'm going to teach you something angle. Exactly. Okay. And I would you're, not, you you're not you're not understanding. The, you're not it's not about the script or the how good this actor was. It's about like or the talking Sasquatch or the exactly robot and it's, little green. You got you got to see the art where it was right and and see the beauty in that stuff. Just believe that. I got you. So you'd but you could fight somebody over it if they started to get insulting. Uh, like what would it take for you <laughs> to fight somebody over one of your favorite movies? I don't know if I would ever actually get into a fight fight with someone over a movie, but. I mean, if they threw hands, I'd have to throw back. That's 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 how they're, <laughs> that's how it goes. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I would give you that much credit. So, have you ever pulled a knife on anyone before? Nope. No, you never never knifed anybody. No. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> we'd have to cut it out if you said yes anyway. <laughs> but according to an arrest affidavit, police were called to an apartment in the 2900 block of Eagle Way in Boulder, Colorado. After Mr. Shad Allen Best, let's say Shad. Shad? Shad. Shad. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. So he's not a fish? Shad Allen Best pulled a knife on his roommate, a guy named Patrick Lavelle. Okay? So Lavelle tells police that he and Best were drinking and hanging out with a third person, this guy named Robert. All right? Then Lavelle and Best get into a heated argument over which DVD they should watch. Okay. Which DVDs do you think they're fighting over? Uh, I don't know. think it could be like Pitch Perfect 2 or 3. <laughs> uh, I or, hope it's not. If it were me and my friends, it'd either be like Anchorman or Dodgeball. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if we had to pick pick a comedy. It'd be a lesser of it It'd two. be like, a we got to fight over which one. Okay. So, uh, well, they start shouting and one pulls out a knife and starts waving it around. All right. It's a good way to win a fight. <clears throat> starts waving a pocket knife, though. A Swiss Army? Knife. It said po- <laughs> pocket knife. I would imagine it's a Swiss, Swiss Army knife, <laughs> considering these guys. Um, so Lavelle, one of the two guys, screams, <laughs> runs out of the room, uninjured, by the way, calls police. I've just been assaulted, right? Okay. They arrive. They find the knife on the guy, the other guy, and they ask him questions, and he denies the the altercation ever happened. So they have to get a third person's you know point of view. They go to the the guy, Robert. You said he lives there. Okay. Robert, what happened? What happened between Lavelle and the other guy? Robert says, what other guy? <laughs> Apparently, Robert blacked out, claims that he blacked out and didn't see anything, and didn't even know that there was a third person in his apartment. So they can't take Robert's statement for anything. Incredible. Yeah. So, um. I blacked out. No, yeah. I saw I blacked out. <laughs> I, uh, didn't, I don't know.
1: I don't know what happened.
0: Uh, Dude didn't get stabbed or anything, but what could they have been arguing over? They didn't release the titles of DVDs, and that was like the most need-to-know information of that whole article. Let's see here. It could have been something like... Caddyshack uh, or Kingpin. See, that's a worthy argument. That's a worthy... It could have been something like... uh, I mean, the guy had a neck tattoo, so... The mugshot of the guy—he had a neck tattoo, and he did have a big bruise on his five head. And five head, <laughs> dude. It was yeah, dude. I saw a dude the other day the with a plane uh, on that shit. With a straight prison quality tattoo of a cross on his forehead, like a like a Christian oh, cross. Dude, he no, he looked like uh, Charles Manson. It's exactly what he looked like. Yes, but that, he had a that's, cross. that's but instead of a swastika, it was a cross. Yeah, I saw that man. Like, prison quality, too. I kind of kept my side eye on him. It was, uh... uh <laughs> he was... Uh, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. I was thinking Manson as soon as I saw him. Oh, yeah. Cause I'm he, glad that you said that, because that's yeah. exactly what he looks <laughs> <Yeah>. like. <laughs> he looked a lot like him. I mean, they, that, hell, they could have been fighting over, um uh, White men can't jump. <laughs> or... uh Taxi cab. (laughs) Taxi. Yeah, there you go. With Queen Latifah. Hey, real quick, before we go any further, let's give another shout out. Uh, I actually saw something that was hilarious, uh, and I wanted to tweet it out to the guys, but I'm not very well versed in these things. But I saw some people get into an argument online. About how a hot dog was not a sandwich. Uh, it was hashtag start a fight in five words was the name of the hashtag, and it was I just went and looked at it and different things that people were saying, and something that multiple people said was a hot dog is a sandwich. Interesting. Well, we already know this is a apparently this big is like question. A, well, it's a highly contested issue. Exactly. And again, if you have never addressed this question in your life or similar questions, we suggest you check out sandwich cast oh yeah and i really hope that joe's not thinking about getting on that titanic is <laughs> you think it's the titanic oh duh it is <laughs> <It's> the Titanic. <laughs> to catch up on what we're talking about here you go hey big red van listeners i'm levi johnson brother of hayden johnson who i believe you're listening to right this very second and i have a podcast about sandwiches with my good friend
1: Walt Braley, and i will be filling in as interim host while joe blackstock is off traveling through time
0: yeah joe has gone back in time to find the first sandwich so you can hear about those escapades in the upcoming episodes of sandwich cast so listen to us you can find us on itunes and you can follow us on instagram at, at sandwich pod sandwich cast
1: sandwich cast
0: it's in your mouth
1: everybody have you heard
0: commas do matter they do I'm a comma advocate. Same. Okay. I it's difficult for me whenever I'm speaking in long sentences, especially even via text message that I have to use perfect punctuation. See, I am the text message punctuator. Oh yeah. Yes. Totally. And sometimes I make fun of myself for it. Because know, I'm thinking, who gives a shit? And I go back and reread the text and I give fix, a shit. Yeah. Yes. Fix grammar mistakes. Yes. Yeah. Commas and apostrophes matter. Oh yeah. Or they wouldn't exist, damn it. Well, an absent Oxford comma will cost a Maine dairy company oh, here we go. $5 million. Good. Da- oh, my God. The suit that was brought against the Oakhurst Dairy uh, Company. Things like this happen, dude. I've heard of law- lawyers and law companies having so many issues with a missing comma or a missing period. or. A this mis- one's great. That, all right, tell me. So... Um, back in 2014, the, uh, the drivers um, uh, of the company, they weren't getting overtime pay. But according to... Uh, let me back up. So first off, the, uh, the federal appeals court, they decided to proceed with the, uh, the driver's lawsuit because of a specific exemption that they noticed in the overtime law. They actually ended up settling out of court before even going all the way through with it for $5 million. They were suing for $10 million, though. Okay. Um, so the sentence at the heart of the uh, the, the driver's case uh, referred to Maine's overtime law and whom it doesn't apply to. You know how I guess each state can determine what jobs are overtime eligible and whatnot. Sure. sure. It's all nonsense anyways. Yeah. But anyways, the canning, processing, preserving, freezing, drying, marketing, storing, packaging for shipment... No comma or distribution of. Okay. So there was a comma after all those, like how you would if you were listing things. Except so right before it says... Packaging or distribution pa- of are now together. Yes. Okay. Okay. As opposed to separate jobs. Yes. Okay. On any agricultural produce, meat and fish products, and perishable foods. So basically the meat and farm industry of that state. Okay. Is basically what these laws are pertaining to. Okay. Anyways... So that includes a lot more people than what it uh, was originally supposed to include? No, no, no. I'm just saying that, like, I, I guess there's just, like, weird overtime laws about people that work in that industry. Like, they don't want to pay them overtime <laughs> this is really what I – Well, I mean, if – so it was packaging and what now? Uh, distribution of. Okay. So the drivers. So packaging – Instead of it being a separate thing, it's a – if you're doing both of those things, they're only doing half of that thing. So right. they're not – but there might be other people that are doing those things that are now eligible for it, I guess is my point. Exactly. Yeah. So, in this past 2017, when they came to conclusion on this, the judge reasoned that the law's punctuation made it unclear if packaging for shipping or distribution is either one activity or if packing for shipping is separate from distribution, like we said. So, um, the five drivers who led the lawsuit get 50000 each from the settlement. Um, and then the other 127 drivers that work for them that also were eligible, um, will get paid at least the minimum of their overtime, um, or a hundred dollars, um, from 2008 all way up until 2000 or till today, all their back paid overtime, which is pretty kind of awesome. So that's awesome. But it was supposed to be $10 million. Well, that was like, I guess that pays for all of that stuff is what that lawsuit was. I guess they were shooting for 10, got five, because five covered the costs. Think about that, though. Okay, so, trying to break it down quickly in my head. You said, five drivers that brought the case, and mm-hmm. then 127 was the balance of the drivers, right? was mm-hmm. 132 drivers. Yeah. Right? Five million dollars was the settlement. Mm-hmm. Those guys didn't get five million dollars. Five of them got 50 grand, and then the other 127 of them got all of their overtime pay. I think it was maxed. 20 grand over eight years over 138 employees i bet it's a lot of money so those guys got that and the 50 grand the five main plaintiffs got 50 grand and that's yeah. all they got plus their back paid overtime okay so they got their back paid too yeah, yeah, yeah and then everyone else got at minimum any driver that works for the company at that through those years, got a minimum of a hundred dollars. Just seems like a lot of lawyer fees. I guess is what I'm getting at. <laughs> probably <laughs> About five million. For, I'm, dude, it probably is. It's probably like fifty percent of it. Yeah, but yeah. So uh, they won. But I think that's silly that people don't get overtime, dude. Just to be those, totally honest. Well, there's reasons why it takes so long to hammer out a contract for, say, uh, major uh, mergers or. Even a uh, baseball player or basketball player that signs some huge $100 million contract, it takes days to get that stuff written out. Um, hell, you know, sign the contract for your house. It's like 80 pages long. And it takes them like 17, 18 days to come up with all that stuff yeah. and to make sure that it's notarized and it's proper and every comma and period, every punctuation matters because mm-hmm. you can get sued over a missing comma to the tune of $5 million. Yeah. Yeah, or, or 10 million yeah so it's uh, it's crazy I mean literally people there are hourly jobs that are paid to paralegals in law offices that are paid to do just that grammar check yeah just do that it's a terrible terrible thought. way to make uh, money but you get paid a lot of money to <laughs> <laughs> do that hope so everybody have you heard so follow up time for BRV Okay. okay. Uh, follow up on a story that you brought to us, but it has been over 37 days since Mr. Lamar Chambers has taken a dump. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> Do you remember Lamar Chambers? Oh, I think, yeah. I think it was last episode? Yeah. You told us the story of how he was arrested, but before being cuffed, was able to slip something into his mouth and swallow it. Police are swearing it's drugs. And have had this man in constant watch ever since his arrest back on January 17th. Waiting for him to poop him out. So he has successfully rejected laxatives and somehow is not forced into submitting to an x-ray. They, how did he resist laxatives? Like they tried to sneak it on him and he busted them? I don't know. He's, but he's eating and drinking. So he is doing that and he's still holding the poo. Oh, see, you could just give him water with like the stuff in it. You would think. That's the Uh, easy way. Well. Just only get... He's got a drink. Just put some Visine in his water. Oh, making belly boom boom. It would just kaboom. (laughs) That's a trick if you don't know about that. Um, I mean, you would think the cops want to make sure that he actually has something in there. So how can he, like... Can they lawfully not make him do an x-ray? Is that against your rights? Uh, I would say that, yeah. I don't think that there's any law that says that you're required to have an... That they can... I guess it depends if a judge wants to write a warrant for it. I guess. That's really what that would, the question is. Can can, can a you, judge write a warrant for your stomach, though? That's, like, very private property. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about HIPAA laws. <laughs> I mean, uh, man, that's a good question. We should ask somebody that knows that. Maybe somebody you know out there does know that. Knows that. that? <laughs> So, uh, like I know they, a lawyer, I think about it, man, they could be wasting a bunch of time and I almost wouldn't blame Lamar if he was just messing with them at this point. Hmm. He's just, I'm just going to hold my poo. There's nothing in there. I'm just going to hold it. 37 was, days. That was a candy bar. So anyway, his defense attorney is arguing the fact that he has not had one single bit of privacy for the last 37 days and is being kept in a normal prison cell with two police officer roommates at all times. Roommates. So, he's not in one of those padded, no holes, no whatever rooms where you just, Kinder Egg Boy was there giving birth. A concrete room with no drains? Yeah. He's just there to just shit it out in its glory. I, I, but think about this story. Here, here's, 37 here. days. When it comes out, could you get it fast enough and re-eat it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Probably. Come get me, motherfucker! <laughs> like <laughs> dude think about the how much money that the bookie has made though at this point with all the bets that have, oh that, that the pol- bookie is just raking in the dough that police station has got a pools of money everywhere guaranteed but they've all all of their bets have passed you know oh, surely you, you know that the house is rich yeah right now it's <laughs> all their bets have passed it's crazy no one bet 37 days dude The record was 33 days he's just like a like a buddhist monk you did you hear me i said the record was 33 days so they they put it as quoted it as preventing the evacuation of the bowels so in the uk there was a young man that was able to do it for 33 days almost two fortnights (laughs) wow wow two fortnights (laughs) wouldn't that be something So his defense is also saying there's potential of something going seriously wrong. Quote, we are in in an an arena of risk of death. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Lamar just shattered the record, and it's going strong, man. We'll keep all of BRV Nation posted as this guy, you know, when he finally shits. But maybe we find out he just doesn't. Or he dies. (laughs) Like, doesn't shit. Like, ever. I bet there's probably a real possibility that if you held it that strongly and fiercely for that long, you could get, like, severe backup. That could kill you. Dude, I, I don't know. Maybe. Like, ooh. It's a lot of bacteria. I don't want any of that. You gotta get that out of you. Talk about a tail. <laughs>
1: Everybody, have you heard?
0: Do you know who Grumpy Cat is? Do you know what that is? No. It's a meme, or at least that's like where it started, like a just like a angry, grumpy looking cat face. Yeah, you know what I'm talking uh, about. Yeah, okay. It's, it's called Grumpy Cat. All right. The the children know about it. All right. Um so anyways, a California jury just awarded $700,000 this week in a federal lawsuit to Grumpy Cat. What? Over the use of her identity. Well, to the owner of the cat that is you so know, it, not it's, the actual it's cat. an actual one cat oh yeah it's this lady and it's her weird looking cat um, but her name is uh, Tabitha Bundessa her name would be Tabitha uh, she lives in Morristown Arizona and she won the lawsuit um, she, she filed it three years ago recently won um, it was against the grenade beverage company seeking seven hundred thousand dollars I guess that's what she won. Who knows what she was seeking? Maybe she got less. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, knowing, one Tabitha, yeah, probably seeking twenty-five million. Um, but she signed for the cat uh, to endorse a grumpy cat grumpuccino product that this company was going to sell. Okay. Um, but the co- the company subsequently used the cat's image to help sell lots of other products. Which is why they sued and won. So So she's basically saying, give me a cut of this other stuff. They probably said no. Right. And she said, okay, I'll take you to court. And she won. So I guess uh, validly. Um, But anyway, um, if you don't know... Grumpy Cat got grumpy. If you don't know who Grumpy Cat is, it's a a cat with dwarfism and an underbite um, that gives her a permanent frowny face. And she she was famous for being an online phenomenon um, back in 2012, like, as a meme. And it's, trust me, See, I'm gonna I'm sh- just I'll have a, to share Grumpy Cat. I'm in, just network. not a meme person, so I never have been into really into memes, and... You know, they use it for everything. I, I understand what a uh, cat with dwarfism and an underbite looks like, though. <laughs> <laughs> I can, like, literally picture that. But, yeah, so... Grumpy cat just got its payday seven hundred thousand dollars thousand dollars for the owner of a cat yep. that got famous yeah from an internet meme and then the likeness was so prominent no that wonder companies people- were picking her up for advertising campaigns dude no wonder there's so many like people trying to get their cat videos on the internet <laughs> <laughs> it's true your cat can make you a million dollars if it's grumpy enough or funny enough or once you see Grumpy Cat and you'll know what I'm... You Hell, probably, your, I know you've probably seen it dude, before. Dude, your goat that can faint can make you a million bucks <laughs> if you can get it to do the right thing. You wow. never know what's going to get a million plays. The, the stupider the better, though. Yeah. you know The better luck. Speaking of, have you seen the latest episode of Microwave? <laughs> the stupider the better. <laughs> Um, which one are you talking show. about? <clears throat> the one where he's putting whipped cream on his nose. Oh god. His Valentine's episode, of yes. course. Galliantine's Day. Galliantine's Day, yeah. <laughs> Batman. He's his puns are nonstop. I I yeah. I'm waiting for every episode Jesus, to come out. Jesus crust. Jesus crust. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> uh that on my list is done you have any more i'm good you sure yeah all right you don't got one just waiting in the wings do you no i'm good okay all right well that was fun uh appreciate you guys listening uh it was 36 36 thank you for listening everybody <laughs> and we're gonna catch you on the next one